the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children come Welcome to Children's Bible Journey With stories and songs just for kids We have a dramatized Bible story coming up So let's get today's program started by singing praises to our awesome God.
story from the Bible in Living Sound. I'm so glad you could come and help, Mary. It's my pleasure. Also, you know, as kin of the groom, it is my duty to help prepare for the marriage feast. <laughs> From the looks of the provisions, a large gathering must be expected. By the way, among those invited is your son, Jesus. Oh, is he in Cana? Yes, he came especially to be here. Said he'd heard of the wedding. Oh, I am glad. I have not seen my son for some time. Mary, I... May I ask a question? A, a rather personal question? Uh, as you know, we've all heard of the unusual manifestations at the Jordan with John the Baptist. Also, well, they say your son disappeared into the wilderness for a long time. At least 40 days. I have heard that too. Ma Mary, do you believe that your son, Jesus, is the Messiah? Oh, perhaps I shouldn't have asked such a question. I'm sorry. No, I'm glad you did. My husband, Joseph, is dead. I've been separated from Jesus a long time. There is no one in whom I can confide my hopes, my fears. Jesus' sweet disposition as a child and young man, his unselfish life and obedience gave every evidence that he is the Messiah. An angel even told me he is, and yet I cannot help but have moments of doubt and disappointments if he is the Messiah. 
Why does he not reveal his divine glory and kingship? You have a true mother's concern for her son, and... Oh, excuse me, Mary, please. The guests are beginning to arrive, and I must see that all is in readiness. You sit right there, Mary. Thank you. Miriam, are all the places set for the guests? Yes, madam. Everything is in readiness. There he is. My son. He is the same. No, he has changed. His face, it bears traces of hardship and pain. And yet a new dignity and power shining in his eyes give evidence that he is the son of God with a heavenly mission. My son. Oh, there's a group of young men with him. Their eyes follow my son with reverence. They, they call him master. Mother. Jesus, my son. How are you, mother? I'm terribly lonely. Joseph has passed away, and now you are gone. Mother, I wish you to meet some young men. Andrew, John, Peter, Philip, Nathaniel. Well, I, am, I am happy to meet friends of my son. Friends? My dear mother of the master, we are more than friends. We are his followers, his disciples. We have witnessed many manifestations. Jesus is the long-looked-for Messiah. The master fulfills all that has been written about the Messiah by the prophets of old. The master is the savior of mankind, the son of God. Now your heart shall be gladdened, madam, with the truth of these things. If he were my son, I would be proud of him. I am. <laughs> Look at the people glancing at the master. They are wondering if he is the Messiah. Shall the we master. tell them, Peter? The master will let them know in his own good time. Perhaps my son will prove to them that he is the Messiah by a miracle, maybe. I beg my lady's pardon, but we are out of wine. Out of wine? Yes, madam. But there was so much. There are more guests than expected, madam. To run out of wine at a marriage feast is practically an insult to the guests. What are we to do? Mary, do you have a suggestion? Uh, Perhaps. Give me a few minutes while I look for my son and tell him of our problem. Maybe he will perform a miracle. I hope so. For I do want these people to know that he is the Messiah. Jesus, my son. Yes, mother. We are out of wine. There is none at all to serve the guests. Mother, is that your concern or mine? My time has not yet come. Uh, whatsoever my son tells you to do, do it. Yes, madam. Thou hast great faith, mother. Uh, see those large water pots of stone? Yes, sir. Why? Fill them with pure water to the brim. Yes, sir. To the brim. Draw out the water pots and serve to the governor of the feast, then to the guests. Water, sir? Do as he says. Yes, madam. Give the first one to the governor. Yes, madam. Another goblet of wine, madam. And just in time. I had just finished the last drop of what I had. Go, fetch more for the groom and the guests. Yes, master. Ah, 
superb. That's good. Mm. Ah, Groom! Groom! You, you call, sir? Yes, this wine. The best I ever tasted. Now, most grooms serve the best wine first. Then when the guests are less uh, thirsty, the poorer wine is served. You have saved the best until last. Continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to add these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1 800 634 0234. That's 1 800 634 0234. Now, here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. Do not wait until some deed of greatness you may do. Do not wait to shed your light afar. To the many duties ever near you now be true. Brighten the corner where you are. Brighten the corner where you are. Brighten the corner where you are. Someone far from harbor you may guide across the bar Right in the corner where Someone far from harbor, you may guide across the bar, right in the corner where you are. So let the sun shine in, face it with a grin. Smilers never lose, frowners never win. So let the sun shine in, face it with a grin. Open up your heart and let the sun shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Every day I'll let my little light shine. Hide it under a bushel, no, I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no, I'm gonna let it shine. Every day I'll let my little light shine, shine, shine. Right in the corner where you are. Right in the corner where you are. Someone far from harbor, you may guide across the bar. Right in the corner where you This is Kim again, on the voice recorder for health class. Teacher wants us to record what we do each day to help make us healthy. Well, today, I went to church. I know, I know, everyone thinks you get healthy because you eat the right foods or do the right exercises or drink lots of water. Yes, all those things are important, but I've discovered that going to church helps me be healthy too. How? 
When I go to church, I enjoy all the great music. The organ, the piano, people singing beautiful songs, they're all so peaceful to me. They make me relax and think about God and nature and stuff. When I'm sitting in church or singing with the congregation, I stop worrying about school and homework or about what someone has done to make me mad. Also, I like hearing stories from the Bible. It makes my life seem pretty good. I don't have lions waiting to eat me like Daniel did. I don't have a giant wanting to kill me like David did. And I don't have a bunch of people sneaking around trying to crucify me like Jesus did. Makes me more satisfied with what I have instead of wanting what everyone else has. Finally, I like reading my Bible. Yes, I know, a lot of the Bible is kind of hard to understand. But when I read verses and say Psalms or Proverbs, or when I read what Jesus said about loving people and helping those in need, I get some good ideas. His words teach me how to be kind and forgiving and how to stay out of trouble. My Sabbath rest helps me stay healthy all week long. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. completely understands how life begins or how a baby is so wonderfully formed in a mother's womb. Only God knows how to perform such a miracle. Stitch by stitch, row by row, He carefully knits each piece into place. From Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14, You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made.
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Minister to Bandits by Barbara Westfall. Halt! Get off your horse! Hand me the reins! It was a holdup. Angel, the teenage evangelist, had traveled alone on horseback for three and one-half days searching for a group of Sabbath keepers deep in the mountains of Mexico. I organized a Sabbath school with 20 members, an active lay member had told him. You will have to travel several days to get there, but you must go and visit them. The place is a hideout for criminals. Everyone there has killed somebody. That's why they live where the law can't find them. Angel couldn't find them either. Somewhere he must have taken a wrong turn. He was lost, and now the armed bandit was making him dismount and demanding, What's in your saddlebag? A projector with reels and a battery adapter. The bandit rummaged around in the leather bag and eyed the strange contraption. Looks like a small cannon to me. What's it for? It's to show pictures so that... Come with me and we'll see. If you're fooling me, I'll break your neck. There was nothing to do but follow the bandit to his hideout. Angel mounted his horse again, but the bandit kept the reins and led him along a well-hidden path through the trees and rocks. For two hours, they struggled down a deep canyon. When they reached the bottom, the bandit whistled. One by one, from behind trees, rough men appeared. "'What did you bring that fellow here for?' the leader complained. "'He says he has a picture outfit with him. If he doesn't, we'll kill him.' Both Angel and his horse were hungry, for they hadn't eaten all day, but the captain said, "'It's dark enough to begin. We need some amusement, so let's get going.' As he set up the simple equipment, Angel remembered he had only two light bulbs with him. He prayed that those bulbs, which often became overheated and broke, would last. He knew his life depended on pleasing the robber band. What reel should he choose? Again he prayed, and then he selected the plan of salvation. He spoke straight from his heart about each picture. The script could be read in 35 minutes, but he talked on and on. He began to hear subdued exclamations from the hardened men. Oh God, have pity on me. Forgive me. What a miserable life I've lived. When he finally stopped, it was midnight. At last, the captain said, Are you hungry? They prepared a meal of beans and enchiladas, and after another hour, they told him he could rest. But where? You sleep by me, ordered the gang leader. The bandit chief lay down on a bed and slipped his big machete and his forty-five caliber pistol under the blanket he used for a pillow. Under the bed was his mouser, a rifle. Angel knelt down and prayed before he lay down on the bed beside the thief. About 6.30 a.m., he woke up and found his horse, hoping to make a fast getaway. He was saddling when the others began to awaken. "'You mustn't go! You can't go!' they shouted. "'You are our prisoner until you finish telling us about all the pictures you have.' They unsaddled his horse and led it away. After a breakfast of hot tortillas, the men sat down and Angel studied all morning with them. He showed another reel in the afternoon, and that evening between 8 o'clock and 1 o'clock he presented two more. Next morning he attempted to ride away again, but it was no use. They kept him with them for three days and four nights. Now you can go if you promise not to tell the authorities about us. They sent one of their men as a guide. As they rode along together for seven hours, Angel talked to the bandit about changing his life and becoming a Christian. How happy he felt when the man said, Be sure the seed you have sown will bear fruit in my life at least, if not in the lives of the others. I am going to leave the gang and start a new life. 
He lovingly touched the Bible the angel gave him, then set him on the road toward the village that he had been looking for before his capture. At the parting of the ways, the bandit asked, When will you return? I'll come through Huahatla in three or four months, the evangelist promised. They knelt down and prayed together, then put their arms around each other in a tearful embrace. I'll change my life and will meet you again, were the last words of his guide. Angel found the little Sabbath school group for which he had been searching and stayed a few days to give them special instruction. Exactly four months later, he returned to Huahatla, wondering if he would find his bandit friend again. He was there, but how different. Angel scarcely recognized him. Not only were his clothes different, neat and clean, but his face was happy and honest instead of dark and fierce. He had studied the Bible and the lessons Angel had given him, and he was ready to be baptized. He had gone back to his wife and children and was eager to tell the gospel story to others. Angel is now a pastor in Mexico City. He says, What a providence it was that I lost my way and was a prisoner of bandits. The story you have heard today is from God's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Children come, don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy, foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come. Please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.